Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 28. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio, helping entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners around the world skyrocket their sales and multiply their profits. Now here's your host, Kelly Roach. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am super proud and excited to have the fabulous Laura Roda here with me today. Welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you, Kelly. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. Just to share a little bit with all of you about Laura, she began her entrepreneurial journey at the age of 22 when she quit a design job and decided to launch her first business. Since then, she founded B-School with Marie Forleo, has run successful courses of her own like Creating Fame, and was named a top 100 entrepreneur in America under 30. Edgar was created out of a need that Laura had in her own business to manage her social media, and in 2014, Laura pivoted her business to dive into the SAS world. Since Edgar's launch in mid-2014, her remote team has grown to more than a dozen people. And I know, Laura, that you guys have already hit over 150,000 monthly reoccurring revenue. I'm sure that's probably growing even more rapidly now and that you bootstrapped all along the way. So that's really exciting. And I want to, you know, share, you know, how you did that with the audience. And I know that you guys are now providing these social media solutions to more than 3,000 happy customers. So that is absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much for being here, Laura. Yes, thank you. So some people listening, I know for me, we switched over to Edgar a couple months ago and it has been a lifesaver for us. It has saved me so much money because of the time that my staff is now not sp- mm-hmm. spending on our social media, which has been amazing. But not everyone listening has used Edgar or is familiar with it. So do you want to give everybody a little bit of a rundown of kind of the capabilities and how it helps small business owners? Yeah, so Edgar is a social media and scheduling automation tool. The way that uh, he is very different, we like to call Edgar he instead. instead (laughs) I love it. it. I love it. your social media. Um, The way that he's very different is Edgar is really designed for people who have who are, are content marketers, meaning you blog, you podcast, you've built up a great library of content because what most people do with their content is, you know, they spend hours and days writing a great blog post. They send it out once on social media or they send it out a handful of times on social media uh, and then it's never seen again. And that's such a waste, of course, because the whole idea is that you have new people coming to you every day. Of course, the people that already follow you only see a tiny percentage of what you post. So what's really cool about Edgar is you load up all of your content into a library and then he sends out your content over and over again on autopilot. So in other social media software, you have to keep reloading your queue or you have to keep manually scheduling scheduling everything. With Edgar, you put it in a library once and now you have great social content. You have links to your blog going out every day. Uh, and everyone who uses it sees not only a huge savings in time, but uh, a huge increase in the traffic back to their site. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I can definitely attest to that. I mean, we've we've seen immediate results in our engagement, in our social media following. And like I said, it's it's saving us time and money on the team because of those capabilities. So I really highly encourage everybody that's listening today to go ahead and check that out because it, it's like a no brainer, absolutely, for business. So system and automations obviously are key. And you designed this whole business out of this frustration that you mm-hmm. had, obviously, and it's blown up into this incredible tool for entrepreneurs, Laura. What are some of the other systems and automation um, strategies that you use in in your own company that you really live by that save you time or save you money? 
Oh man, I'm, I'm huge into systems and automation. Actually, the one that comes to mind first is um, being on this podcast today because that's actually a great example. So I don't know if you remember, do you know if you approached us or if we approached you to be on this podcast? Your PR person actually got in touch with my PR person through the contact link in our website. Yep. Okay, cool. So it was just a coincidence that you're already an Edgar user then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I always, I love hearing that. (laughs) Okay. So the system that we use for podcasts, so being on podcasts, sharing my story, talking about the company, it's obviously a great way uh, to promote Edgar. It's fun for me to do. Um, So it's a strategy that we use for marketing, but when you're on a lot of podcasts as a guest, it can be really haphazard trying to schedule all of them, trying to find all of them. So we have our PR person, Jesse, research the best podcasts for small business entrepreneurs, also some you know category niches that we work in. Maybe it's the best podcast for um, CPAs or something like that. Someone who might use Edgar. And she does a ton of research making this giant spreadsheet of who are all the best podcasts whose listeners would want to hear about Edgar. And then she batches, she emails, uh, you know, 50 plus podcasts. Um, and you mentioned, you know, just our contact link. And I'm actually really glad you brought that up because this was a totally cold pitch. And a lot of people think you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, they think you need to have a relationship already, but you don't, you, you don't need to have an email address. If we don't have a personal relationship, we just go to the contact form, you know, because what we're offering is we'll be a great guest on your show. That's what podcasts are looking for. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yep. We're not, we're not pitching something that no one's interested in. So we batch the research, we batch the pitches, Um, And then I actually batch my time of doing the podcast. So I have podcast week, the first week of the month. Um, I aim to schedule for a day that Jesse schedules them all for me. So I just, I just show up and talk, which is really fun for me. And it's, it's great promotion for our business. It's all totally systematized. Yeah, no, that's great. I love it. And and I've discovered how important that is with my podcast and the podcast that I've been on as well. And we kind of have a similar system, different days and times. But, you know, that that's amazing. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So, Laura, I mean, you've had this incredible journey, you know, everything that you did with Marie Forleo, your own business, LKR Social Media, now Edgar. You know, can you just share, you know, what what some of the, the keys to your success have been, like those consistent things that have been so important to you that you feel have made you successful in each of your endeavors? Yeah. I mean, one thing that comes to mind is I think one of the big benefits of working for yourself is you get to do it your way. And the people that I see being the most successful are the people who are willing to step outside the box of how everyone else is doing things. Uh, you know, B-School and Edgar are both great examples. It's not like no one had created online training before. It's not like no one had created social media software before. But when Marie and I were looking to create B-School, we really saw some big holes in the market. And we wanted to take, I mean, especially what Marie has, I'm no longer involved with B-School, looking at what she's done with it now. She just um, raised the bar I mean, I don't even know how to just times a hundred from what anyone else had done with that kind of online training program, you know, completely professional, um, design and videos and and marketing materials, because that, that is her, 
passion. You know, that was something she was really excited about was really creating this new professional standard. And I think so many businesses, especially when you're starting out, you just look at what everyone else does because you don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I definitely Mm -hmm. did it too. It's like, I I started out as a designer. It's like, okay, how do I be a designer? What other websites look like? What other websites say, you know, what do they have? Exactly. Yeah. That, that's what you do. But if you stay stuck in that rut, I mean, by definition, you'll always be exactly the same as everyone else. So the way I talk about this in my creating fame program, I call it keep your eyes on your own paper. I always yes. say keep my eyes on my own paper. Don't look around at what everyone else is doing and just just create. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. And and even to take it a step further, you know, I, I think one of the things for entrepreneurs, you know, obviously with Edgar, you know, very quickly, you took it from zero to 150,000, you know, monthly in reoccurring revenue. And you did that by just taking your frustrations and the things that these other programs weren't doing and saying, hey, wait a minute, like, here's what people actually need. Here's what I need. And let me create a solution that I would like and enjoy and would, you know, make my life easier and better. And I think, you know, instead of trying to be the second best at what someone else is doing, creating something based on taking your own experience and putting yourself in the shoes of the user and then designing something from the ground up. I know for me, like my programs that always perform the best, you know, are the ones where I've literally scanned the market. I've gone through everything that's available. And I said, yeah, but here's what's missing. Here's the problem. Here's what this isn't fulfilling. And and how can I bring that to the market. And, and it sounds like, you know, you, that's been a big, a big key to your success as well. Absolutely. And, you know, you have to stay really focused to do that because you'll start looking around at what other people mm-hmm. are doing and think, oh, maybe I should have this. Other people have that. Or also what customers ask for, which is an interesting one, because obviously listening to your customers is, is important and your customers are a gold mine of information. Um, but some, but your customers will ask for everything <laughs> that mm-hmm. might not you know, really fit in with, like you said, the core problem you're trying to solve. So one of the big problems we're trying to solve with Edgar is that you have content on social media, you know, day in and day out without having to panic every morning about what you're going to post. Mm -hmm. And there are things that our users ask for. Um, You know, people have asked for things like being able to find influencers on Twitter within Edgar. And that's not related to the core problem we're solving. You know, that's right. that's another part of a full social media strategy and there are great tools to do that, but it's not the problem that we solve. So you have to stay really focused on, yeah, what what is it that I'm trying to bring into the world? And, and it can be a challenge deciding what feedback is valuable and, and what yes. doesn't apply to you. Yes, no, I, I completely agree. You really have to have that strong filter. I like what you said about what is the core problem that you're trying to solve because I think it's about that with everything, right? Like the new products and services that you develop, what feedback you're going to implement and what you're not, what projects you're going to take on and all of that. So I think these are really good tips and strategies for the listeners. So, you know, obviously you've had unbelievable growth. You're, you know, an experienced and savvy business person and and you've been successful in multiple businesses before. Tell me a little bit about your top three growth strategies for Edgar that were the catalyst for your, you know, rapid growth. So one of our big strategies is is paid acquisition, aka Facebook ads, is the biggest channel that we use. And we started that right from the beginning. I think a lot of people have the mistaken idea of like you can't do Facebook ads until 
you get bigger. Or I saw someone write the other day, oh, you can't do Facebook ads unless you're a funded company. I'm oh. like, you don't need $100 million to do Facebook ads. No, no. <laughs> um, and I think that's important to bring up because um, what is tricky about Facebook ads is it's true that they can take some time to kind of figure out the formula, you know, to become profitable, um, to find the right, the right message for the right audience. But that's why it's so great to start experimenting early, right? Yes. If it's going to take you a few months to get that formula down, start right from the beginning. And then four months later, you'll have it down. You do not need a big spend. I mean, Facebook lets you spend as little. You can put $10 in there, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah. And a lot of people are intimidated. There's a lot of great um, resources like Amy Porterfield and John Loomer for learning it yourself, or there's people that you can hire to do it for you. So that was one big one for us. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, Facebook is, it, it evens the playing field. You know, anyone can compete at any level um, if you are willing to invest in your business, even, you know, $10 a day or, or $20 a day to get the ball rolling. And then as you begin getting results from it, you can reinvest that money back in. Now, I would love to hear more of your kind of strategy and take around Facebook. So, you know, I know with my company, we've outsourced it a lot. We've had people do a lot of campaigns for us and that's been successful. And I have some of my team members that are currently in different programs to study Facebook marketing so that, you know, ultimately we can bring that in house. What has your approach to Facebook been? Um, so when we started, I was running the ads myself because I have some experience with it and I kept them really simple. This is the other thing too, like just start out with something simple. So for us, we started by running ads to competitor tools, you know, people who liked Buffer or Hootsuite because obviously they're interested in social yep. media tools. And the ads literally said, new social media tool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come, come check it out. Because if you're interested in social media tools, just the fact that there's a new one, I mean, that's interesting to me. That ad works on me, right? Because I'm someone in the social media space. If you're selling a sales info product, right, and you're selling to people who are interested in getting better at sales, just saying, here's a new program you haven't heard of that teaches you sales. Like that actually can be enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously right. you are going to have more marketing after that, but um, that's a great place to start. So I started doing it myself. I trained someone on my team. And now that we've grown uh, larger, we actually do have a full-time person um, managing that. So he actually was at uh, Plenty of Fish, the dating site. He was running their paid advertising, um, and now and now he works for us. So he's obviously a, a really top expert. It's really fun to have him on the team. That's excellent. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Okay, so Facebook marketing, you said, was one of the top three. What were what were two of the other core strategies that have really helped you guys to accelerate growth? So. Facebook is instant. Longer term is, um, I'm trying to decide if I should combine blogging and social media or <laughs> yeah. have them be separate. I guess let's just talk about sort of blogging and, and content for now. So blogging is another one like Facebook that you want to start it early because it does take some time before you get that critical mass of traffic to your site. And it, it, that can be really frustrating, right? Because I mean, everyone has that experience. You publish that first blog post and no one reads it. You're like, oh, I worked so hard on this, you know? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's so frustrating. But give it time and over time you will grow that audience. So um, the blog is more of a slow burn, but we're actually hitting a point now where uh, the traffic to our blog is really accelerating. And of course, what's so cool about a blog is that also gives you SEO juice, right? right. With blogging, you have something to share on social media, but you're also now just creating a lot of content and keywords that are going to show up in the search engines. Um, and, oh, actually I'll pick something else for my third. So I'll just sort of <laughs> combine, um, 
content marketing and social media marketing uh, because they, they really, you really can't have one without the other. So along with blogging, of course, we use Edgar um, and we use Edgar to constantly send out links to our old blog posts. It's amazing to me what can be popular again months later. I was, I was yes. looking at our traffic and I saw a post. It was first published in January, so it had the biggest spike in January. And then in March, it had an even bigger traffic spike than when it was first published. And the funny part is we don't even know why. I guess an influencer you know, on Twitter with a big audience shared it. It got shared a bunch. Um, that just all happened on autopilot. So combining Edgar with blogging uh, has been a great way to drive growth for us. Perfect. I love it. And I think the biggest thing is that, you know, list building is such an important part of building a scalable business. And I think that you have new people joining your list every single day that never even heard of you. They haven't seen any of your blogs. They haven't seen any of your posts. So it's like, you know, I always say to my team, like, if we don't find 15 different ways that every single thing we create is getting repurposed out there, we're it's a waste of energy because so few people see it in any one given moment of time or space, right? It's so true. And it's funny because we all know that the whole idea of marketing is you need to bring in new people every day. So, so we know that, you know, by definition, if we're doing marketing, we have new people, yet so many people still shy away from, oh, I already sent that. I'm right, yeah. right. And the numbers are usually so small. So I know for you to be able to do what you've done, you, you must be expert level at your list building. I mean, you, to be mm-hmm. able to scale at that speed, I'm, I'm assuming... Uh, that list building has been yes. a core focus. Okay, great. So talk, I mean, obviously Facebook ads, I think are one of the, the easiest and best ways to do list building. Has there been anything else that's been really critical for you guys along those lines? Um, well, you know what, let me share, let me share the third big growth strategy and then we'll talk about how Perfect. list building um, applies to everything. So the third strategy that I want to share is actually reviews. Um, this has been kind of an interesting one for us because we do not have an affiliate program and that, um, is frustrating to a lot of our fans. They're always like, why don't you have an affiliate program? Right. Talk about you. But the reason we don't have an affiliate program is because I had this experience where I was Googling software, trying to figure out what software to use. And I could only find affiliate reviews because mm. they had a great affiliate program. And it's like, I can get some information from this, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I mean, it sounds bad to say, but the truth is you can't really totally trust affiliate reviews, right? Yes. They're always going to skew positive. So I'm like, I, I don't want that experience for people looking up Edgar. I want people who look up Edgar to know that everything they read is 100% honest from that user. So we don't have an affiliate program. What we do is ask for reviews. And this sounds so simple, but we just have an email autoresponder uh, that goes out saying, you know, do you, do you blog about business? Because a lot of our customers, since we're in that small business entrepreneurial space, a lot of them do blog about the tools they're using and their business practices and stuff like that. So it's like, do you, you know, do yeah, you want to write a yeah. post about the tools? Because those posts always do really well. And we've had, I mean, at this point, probably 100 plus reviews written about Edgar, a lot of them from that email, a lot of them just unsolicited. And we get, you know, they all add up to traffic. Um, it's really great for our search rankings to have all those genuine links back to our site. And, and that one is interesting because I think a lot of people would think, oh, you need an affiliate program to get those reviews. But we've gotten reviews without an affiliate program. And in some ways, I think it makes it, it, it even better to get those reviews without there's so much more powerful, right? And mm-hmm. and the feedback that people are giving is more meaningful to the user and it, and it probably builds much more trust and engagement with the people that are considering, you know, coming on board, right? 
Right. And you know, what's funny too, it's been great for our marketing because I know these are totally honest. Um, I mean, I read every review that comes out because it's the best feedback we get about Edgar because people are very thoughtful when they write yeah. reviews, you know, about here's exactly how I use it. Here's what I like. Here's what I don't like. And I'll often look at the language and reviews to use in our marketing because it's so much easier for other people to describe <laughs> your yes, products that's so than smart. it is for yourself. So I'll look at kind of the phrases they use to describe Edgar and, and put that in our marketing. That is awesome. I love that. That's that's really smart. I, I like that strategy. Thank you so much for that. So anything else that you want to touch on as it relates to list building before we kind of move on? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, everything we've talked about um, has, has built our list. Our list is close to 100,000 now. Um, and what we've done that's sort of unique as far as list building is we have um, email collection as our main call to action on our homepage. So we're in the what's called a SaaS space, software as a service. Almost every single SaaS out there uh, just lets you sign up for the software or often has a free trial for the software as the call to action on their homepage. Um, what we have is request an invitation, then we have your email, then you get into our system. Uh, the way it is now, like a few days later, you get an invitation to use Edgar. And uh, it's extremely unorthodox in the software space. And we've tested different things. It works so much better than anything else. We're able to collect the list that we're able to keep marketing to. And I think one reason that it works so well is because signing up for even a free trial, especially with software like Edgar that requires some setup and requires some time, that's a, that's a big ask of people. You know, we're talking to busy business owners saying, oh yeah, just use the free trial. It's like, well, I have to spend an hour gathering my content, you know, that, and so people might sign up for the trial and they never use it. They might say, oh, I don't have time to do the trial now. Saying request an invitation is just a way to sort of bookmark, okay, this is something that I, I might be interested in. And then they'll send me more information and then I can decide later. So we're actually making it really easy for our prospects to say, yes, I want more information without having to commit to buying or having to commit to doing a trial even. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. You guys are doing some really cool, interesting, out-of-the-box things that I can definitely see, you know, why why it's standing out in the market and why you're gaining such traction. I mean, I know for us, like, we put you guys in our systems and automation guide. You're on our resources page. We talk about you to our members now because we're so excited about the, the difference that Edgar has made in our business. So I'm sure that you have yeah. lots of other raving fans and advocates out there doing the same. And some of these unique strategies that you're doing, I'm sure, are are absolutely helping build that snowball. Mm-hmm. So you made a very bold choice to um, go with bootstrapping the business versus mm-hmm. getting the funding that you easily could have tapped into um, when you began the Edgar journey. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So that was that was a big consideration. I had never raised money before, but like you said, I, I was pretty sure that we that we could um, for Edgar because the business model and some connections I made, things like that. So I. I really thought about it. And at the end of the day, for me, uh, having the freedom and control in my business is, is number one. You know, I'm, I'm the type of entrepreneur that has to work for myself. I have not for a minute worked for anyone else since I was 22 years old. Yeah. You know, some people kind of go back and forth between working for themselves and having a job. That's not me. I have to be in control. I have to be in control of my schedule. You know, I have an 11 month old and I want to be able to spend as much time as him as I want, you know, structure my days exactly how I want. And when you raise money, there's, there's more people that you are accountable to. 
Um, you know, one, you probably have a board of people that are making decisions in your business. Even if you don't have that, you don't have the financial freedom. If you raise money, you can't just take however much money you want out of your business because there's, there's other people now that are owners of the business. So you can't just say like, sorry guys, I want to remodel my house. So I'm taking 500,000. Right. Um, right. You can do that when you're the sole owner of the business, it's yours to do whatever you want. So I just really didn't like that idea of having my, my freedom blocked in any way. I love it. Good for you, Laura. I think that's fantastic. And I think that's what being an entrepreneur is all about. And, you know, you had the confidence and you had the experience behind you that you you knew you didn't need to go there. And good for you that you were able to stick with it and, and you know, follow through on, on being what being an entrepreneur really meant and looked like and felt to you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, and obviously it's been um, the right decision for Edgar. And now even when we're hiring, it's actually – the type of people who like to work for us is actually a huge plus. You know, we say we're a bootstrap company and that means we can do what we want because yes. candidates mm-hmm. know that there's a lot of bureaucracy that get intru- gets yeah. introduced really quickly and we don't have and we just have a lot more freedom in everything we do in the business. Yeah. No, without a doubt. You know, that's that's excellent. Thank you. So tell me a little bit, you know, obviously um, everybody that's tuning in and listening to Unstoppable Success Radio is trying to achieve that next level of success. They're trying to break through whatever barriers have been holding them back. They're trying to accelerate growth. You know, can you share maybe some of the key learnings, whether it's struggles or setbacks that you had to work through or things that you know today that you wish you knew earlier on? You know, just some, some guidance and advice like big picture for the listeners? So to me, it's all about discovering why you're not executing because I have never met an entrepreneur that has a shortage of ideas, you know? Right. Like everyone has a lot of ideas. Everyone has a long list of things they want to do and how they want to do it. I mean, even if you think you have a problem, most entrepreneurs can find a solution. Like if someone says, oh, I don't have enough leads. And you say, okay, what are three ways you can get more leads? They can tell you three ways, mm-hmm. you know? So you so you have to realize that ideas are not the problem. Executing those ideas are the problem. And there's various reasons that people get stuck. A lot of it is mindset stuff, for sure. And you don't see that at first brush. Like, you have these little excuses that you're telling yourself. I mean, a huge one is, oh, I can't afford that. You know, like, I need to redo my website, but I can't afford it. Yeah. But you don't stop and kind of take the time to say, okay, is that, is that really true? You know, like right. how much money could I, could I put aside a thousand dollars? And is there someone who could maybe not create something totally new, but make some very important improvements to my website for a thousand dollars, right? Is that, is that possible? Um, so to me, I'm just always looking at, and I mean, this is definitely an ongoing process. Um, so I'm very active in the marketing side of my business and I can tell you, I have a bunch of marketing ideas that, that we're not doing right, <laughs> you know, right. that, that are not happening. And I have to really sit down and say, okay, what are my excuses for why we're not doing those? At the point I'm at now, it, it's, it's always hiring, you know, it's that we would really need to expand the team in order to get some of these projects complete. And, and that can be scary. Yeah. You know, one, mm-hmm. it's like going through that whole process of trying to find someone and then maybe it won't work out. It's really time consuming. We have such a great culture at our company and it's always every time you add a new person, there's a risk of that going awry. I mean, you know, there's all these scary ideas Absolutely. in my head. 
Yeah. But what can happen? Well, it, it's a financial commitment. And also you have to think, and I, I talk about this on the show a lot, like when you hire for your company, like the, the work hasn't even begun until you get the person in the door and you're starting to train them and onboard them because they can only be as good as you set them up to be, right? Mm-hmm. So like you have to have the capacity to actually onboard them and, and give them the structure and, and the functionality to be able to fulfill whatever role you're hiring them for. So I, I totally get that. Yeah. And a lot of people have, I mean, especially hiring have such a big block about hiring that they just never do it. I mean, I mean, Mm -hmm. tons of businesses that just stay, um, as a one person business. And for some people that's what they want and Mm -hmm. that's fine. You know, they want to keep it smaller, but there's a lot of people that don't really want that. They do have a bigger vision for their business, but they're, they're so scared of hiring or they think, Oh, I don't have the time to do the onboarding. And the onboarding is time consuming, but it's less time consuming than doing that job yourself exactly. <laughs> for the rest of time. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think as as a business owner or entrepreneur, if you want to scale your business to any extent, you know, becoming a good leader and strong at hiring and onboarding and, and training and coaching people has to be a, a, a core focus of, of your energy because otherwise you're the bottleneck. Like it kind of stops with you, you know, if you don't put the energy into that. That's great. Yeah. And that word bottleneck actually is a, is a big word for me. You know, as I've grown my business, I just, I'm constantly asking myself, where am I bottlenecking? Where am I bottlenecking? Mm-hmm. That's perfect. That's great. Any other key learnings or lessons that you would want to share with people? Um, you know, get, get out of the way and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and, and let people do it and let it happen. I mean, you know, this is very similar to what I mentioned before, but it's amazing all the times you find that you have made something way too complicated yes. or mm-hmm. you've made some reason why it can't happen now. And, you know, you have to do months of research first, or you've hired someone to do it. And then you're not actually letting them do their job because they have to check in with you every little thing that you do. Um, I mean, there's so many ways that, that we all get in our own way. Um, this year I read a book that I really loved, um, called the surrender, surrender experiment or surrender, surrender project. Do you know that book? I'm not familiar with that. No, it's by Michael Sanger. Um, and it's about how he's taken this concept of surrender and applied it to being the CEO of a, a publicly traded business, um, mm. which was very interesting to me because it's like one of those concepts I had heard of, but I'm like, okay, that's nice, but I run a business. Right, you know? like, exactly. I can't, yep. I can't just sit around yep. and surrender, whatever that means. Um, so the way he describes it in the book is, is really beautiful, and I think it, it, it really is what I'm calling getting out of the way, like that things yeah. – allow things to happen. And I do look at, you know, what, what is the, what does the business want? Not just sort of me, like trying to control everything that happens, but like kind of taking a step back and being like, what wants to emerge, you know, what does our team want beyond like the level of individuals, but as this collective entity, you know, what does the team feel like it needs? What other people or resources or whatever is, is the business and the team asking for? Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. And we will link back to that book in the show notes as well. So thank you for sharing that and mentioning that. We'll make sure everybody can uh, check that out. So Laura, you've been a fabulous guest. I thank you. And I appreciate everything that you shared today. Where is the best place? Hopefully everybody that's listening already has like Googled Edgar and is like (laughs) signing up for an invitation right now. But just in case, they're not, what, um, what's the best place for them to learn more? Yeah. So you can find Edgar at meetedgar.com. Also meet Edgar on um, Twitter and Facebook, or you can find me on Twitter at LKR. Perfect. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you being here today, Laura. 
Thank you. All right. To everybody listening, thank you so much for being live with us for this episode of Unstoppable Success Radio. And I want to offer you a little treat that goes along with today's episode. And that is my guide to systems and automation. It has the top five things that we do to automate growth at Kelly Roach Coaching. And you can grab a copy of that at automation-secrets.com. That's automation-secrets.com. Or you can text the word automate report. That's one word, automate report to 44222. Thanks so much. Share it with a friend. And until next time, dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining this episode of Unstoppable Success Radio. To get exclusive access to Kelly's free video and audio trainings to explode your business growth, simply visit kellyroachcoaching.com and join her email community for resources she only shares there. If you love today's episode of Unstoppable Success Radio, pass it along to a friend, colleague, or client that may benefit from the content. Until next time, dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen.